0: Welcome back. It is a uh, Wednesday midweek, and that is War Room Day. Let me be perfectly clear. Putting out misinformation. We hear that. Misleading politics. It's really important here. Spreading it online. Unequivocally the war room. And of course, as always, sitting in the war room is Tom Mulcair. By the way, his war room is probably the most comfortable war room ever. It's probably a nice cottage and
1: sort of a plush pillow. And
0: he dispenses pearls of wisdom. But let's just, let's just for the sake of the fiction, inside the war room, Tom Mulcair, CTV political analyst, (sighs) former yes, Also in a recliner, probably feeding himself grapes and drinking a soda, Tim Powers, chairman of Summa Strategies. Managing Director of Abacus Data. Now, I should say, normally we would introduce Zane Velji, yeah. our dear friend in Calgary. Uh, yeah. We send our deepest condolences out to yeah. Zane and his family. Zane lost his father, yeah. and I've had a lot of communications with him. Um, Zane is off. His father sounds like an absolutely beautiful guy. Anything like Zane, who's brilliant and humane and compassionate and committed uh, to many, many good things, um, We wish Zane and his family all our our sympathy and love and condolences. No words really um, capture kind of the loss of a parent, as I unfortunately know too well, and many of us do. Um, But Zane, we love you, and we're thinking about you, and we wish you well. Um, And sitting in for Zane is someone we also love and know very well is Susan Smith, the principal and co-founder of Blue Sky Strategy Group. Uh, And uh, she's someone who... um, I've known for many, many years as our kids went to the same school. Uh, Susan Smith, welcome to the War Room.
1: Thanks for having me today, Evan. I'm sorry to hear about Zane, but happy to help.
0: Don't worry. As long as you drop big words that we've never heard of and give Uh-oh. us kind of $9 consulting strategy oh. stuff, then you'll fill his shoes easily. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, you know, Tim Powers is good at the $9 words. I like the $5 ones that everybody understands.
0: <laughs> you know what's great, Tom? In consulting, you can still make a good profit off the $5 <laughs> as well as the 7 That's fine. They, they, they don't just, just pick these numbers randomly. Us, yeah. They're cutting costs. <laughs> uh, Tom, Tom uh, there was a mini shufflet today, yep. uh, basically a swap. We know Philomena Tassi's husband's had two strokes, and we wish him well, and, and that's a family crisis um but this was not a directional shift what is no. the big what does it say today and but what is the biggest challenge uh, going forward for the liberal government
2: well the biggest challenge going forward is putting in place people who are good at public administration because we've had a really long series of rough spots for the liberals since the election less than a year ago and trudeau was very careful today you know being asked what you have all these other problems people gave the example uh, of transport what are you going to do about it since the government came in uh, less than a year ago and it would reflect badly on him if he were to start moving things around. But I suspect around Christmas time, he's going to have to start moving some of the pieces around. Today's change, I think it's going to work out well. The government has put in someone who was a former health minister in Ontario, who is not only a medical doctor, but is also an economist and someone with a master's degree in business administration, not a bad calling card. And so she'll be replacing Philomena Tassi. And I think that Trudeau is showing that in a key file, like government procurement, you have to have somebody who understands how the government and the machine works. It has been a very rough couple of months. Over the summer, we had any number of problems in global affairs. You know, All of a sudden, we found out that despite saying that Ukraine was guilty of genocide, correctly, by the way, um, we were... Cheering vodka uh, at, the, you, at the sorry, you mean
0: Russia? Russia guilty of genocide in, in sorry,
2: sorry. Yes, we, we Canada says correctly that Russia is guilty of genocide in Ukraine. Sorry about that, obviously. And we we went to the Russian embassy and we were toasting vodka uh, because it was Russia Day. So some of this these mistakes have piled up. The transport department having some of the worst airports uh, in the world. They're always going to say it's the fault of. COVID-19 and other countries are having problems too but I don't know of any other country Evan that has had as many problems as we have.
0: Yeah, long Tim, big challenges, third term competence, inflation, those two to me are part of the uh, top of the issue what's your view?
3: Yeah, I'm a bit surprised that Gabra is still there. I, I get what you and Tom are saying about, you know, it would send a signal that the government's in trouble, but they don't need any more signals. They have been in trouble. Maybe they're hoping in the case of Al Gabra with the summer travel season coming to an end over this weekend that that settles out, but he has not been um, a strong minister for them, Sue, and Susan and I have worked for... People Crosby and Doug Young, in her case, who were probably two of the strongest transport ministers, he uh, he doesn't fit in that mold, and they need a strong transport minister there. But I guess uh, they are hoping um, the summer travel season ending will help that. Look, I I would throw again your theory this curveball, and yeah, maybe you don't want to signal you're in trouble, but if you continue to have ministers that aren't performing in portfolios, and you give them another four or five months and their uh, lack of skill or whatever ineptitude continues, that's going to dig you a bigger hole. So you had an opportunity today. I'm surprised more was not seized with it.
0: Yeah, I guess, uh, Susan, talk about the internal calculus. They've got arrive can immigration, all the transport stuff with Omar Gabra. They've got a uh, a simmering scandal brewing on hiring an anti-Semite for anti-racism. Um, I know that Melanie Jolie's faced it, but I, he's not going to dump Melanie Jolie after a year of elevating her. What's the calculus there of keeping this small?
1: I think the calculus is that the prime minister uh, has confidence in his front bench. And he feels that they, you know, after a year, have got uh, some momentum on their files. I mean, this is a year like we like no other. It's trite almost to say. Uh, but... By just doing a simple swap with two very competent ministers, you you keep uh, a steady hand on the tiller on the procurement side of things with uh, Helena Jasic, Jasek, sorry, and and with Philomena Tassi, someone from southwestern Ontario, someone who's from Steeltown, uh, someone who's responsible for the Economic Development Agency of the autom- around automotive, around manufacturing, around batteries, things that um, the government is looking on from an economic perspective. Absolutely, there have been some headwinds when it comes to airports that are not run by the government of Canada, which is Pearson, uh, about screening uh, CASA and having enough bodies and people in place. That, again, is not run by the government of Canada. But coming out of COVID, we've had labour issues. Um, something that is controlled by the government of Canada definitely is immigration. That's something that... And processing things, that's something uh, that they're working on getting done faster. So the government is is trying to, is working to, and the ministers who are staying in their portfolios have a handle on their portfolios and are putting into place hmm. uh, the, the, what they need to do to correct some of these things. But I, I guess think that's the question. Is, uh,
0: like, like it,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the
0: question, um, Tom. Um, is the current bench, I know it's only a year old, but is, is should he be satisfied with it?
2: Well, I don't quite agree with Susan's characterization of Canadian airports and security and airports not being the federal government's problem. I think that that's no, the No, I didn't say they're why... not their
1: problem, Tom, but they don't run them.
2: Well, I mean, let's be fair. But they don't. <laughs> Aeronautics and airports are all things that the federal government is ultimately responsible for. They work through agencies and smaller things at the, munici- at the regional level because they're in, in charge of the direct Management, But let's not kid ourselves, the ultimate responsibility is with the federal government. I think that 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 has to be recognized. With regard, take your example of immigration. Last year, we had an astounding number. We had 1.5 million cases in a backlog. We've now got 2 million cases in a a backlog. So the real question is, what is that plan, Susan? You've just referenced, oh, the, the ministers are getting ready. They're putting in place these plans. All I've seen in the past year is that backlog growing. Massive frustration. You talk to anybody who works in the field of immigration, takes care of refugees, takes care of people trying to get into this country, trying to get simple papers. Talk to people in the university sector, how it's almost impossible to get the papers on time for students to start right now. So I I don't think that there is any clear plan. And I do think that Mr. Trudeau knows that he's going to have to move some of these people around. Why he's decided to do, not right. to do it now, I think, has more to do with him. He doesn't want to seem to have made a series of mistakes in putting that cabinet together. Okay, uh,
0: let me take a break. Believe me, Susan, you, we can respond at will here. And by the way, okay. this is the war room. So when you, I'm just going to say, jump in at all times. I mean, Tim's just laying low because he fell asleep. Uh, Tim, Tom, and Susan, uh, hang in there. I want to talk about... Uh, to lead a co-leadership possibility for the Greek, come on and maybe lng and also this issue of the climate of threats for politicians we have to talk about that stay with us lots more to come in the war room the war room is back in session. It's a Wednesday. Tim Powers, Chairman of Summa Strategies and Abacus Data Managing Director, Tom Mulcair, uh, young up and comer political analyst. I think he was the former leader of the NDP and a cabinet minister in Quebec, but you know, he's so young, it's hard to believe. And Susan Smith, Principal of Blue Sky Strategy Group and a liberal strategist. Welcome back inside. The War Room. I liked when uh, Tom and Susan were duking it out a, a little there. In, <laughs> but, but this is actually, and I'll get to this, and I'll, and I'll swing to Tim here. I've woken up now, by the way, Evan. I'm awake now. <laughs> well, that's good. Listen, uh, believe me, any time you can take a nap, it's fine. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm all for that. <laughs> I'm not a daytime napper because I never sleep, but someone that can actually do it, I admire. Um, you know, like Tim and uh, um, Susan were disagreeing. Uh, they're having a debate. This is what we want. You, you know, Tim, the idea that when you disagree with someone, you get on a program, you, you go back and forth verbally, you deploy your best arguments. I get that. That's not the world we're living in in Canada for politicians yeah. right uh, now. And I know it's happened with christopher Freeland, and we've, we've spoken a lot about it. But now the question is, do all politicians need security? And is that the yep, state we're in? It is. Uh, Tim.
3: Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think, I look, again, look at Britain, right? Uh, we've seen uh, a number of examples now in the last two or three years. There was Jo Cox, um, who was in a rural British constituency, a, a regular MP, and I don't mean to diminish her, uh, but, but not a cabinet minister, and uh, and lost her life. Uh, we saw another MP uh, in the last year that was stabbed there. It's sad to say, and I don't wish this upon anybody, but that violence is going to happen. I mean, look at the video. When I, I'm sorry, I, I won't use civil language right now, and I should, but of the goon. I'll call him that. The goon who uh, was gooning up, Miss um, Freeland. And then he puts out this TikTok video yesterday, mm. reinforcing his goonish behavior. And why is he doing that? Because there's an audience for that. Because he's celebrating it. We're living in a time where through social media, and through the political discourse of most of the federal leaders who from time to time deliberately inflame people, uh, that it's more dangerous out there. Um, it it and, and, and I agree with Tom, what Tom said quickly there, but I think yeah, it's, we're getting to a place where they certainly have to have a enhanced security. Let me tell you, and Tom will know this. Pushing a panic button is not going to stop somebody from smacking you in the head when they're mm. standing right in front of you. No,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: First, of all, first of all, first of all, the ca- the cowardice is outrageous. Well, the nature of it, right? Yeah, I, I, I just... still can't
3: get over that. Sorry, I'll shut up after this, but I can't get over <laughs> that fellow. I mean, my goodness, if I were a bouncer on George Street, I, as I once was, I would have found a way to have dealt with that. Not that I'm
0: encouraging violence, but that, that is the kind of behavior he's celebrating. By the way, yeah. um uh, you is speaking live right now. Uh, I'll go to you, Susan, real quick. Um, and um, she's take, going, going to take questions about all this. Um, l- let me just listen in just for one second, Chris. If, oh, we don't have her, but I'll, I'll watch. Susan, is it time to get um, protection for all ministers? Hey.
1: Sadly, yes, until the tone and the temperature comes down. I think um, Tim talked about it. we're seeing this, this goon, I'll take Tim's word, that was premeditated harassment for the Minister of Finance yeah. uh, and her staff. That is completely unacceptable in any place at any time for any politician, for any human being. You cannot behave that way. Ministers and, and politicians um, have, have agreed. They put their names forward to be public servants to to represent people, to interact with people. And but safety, if, if safety becomes an issue, we have to look after them. Jagmeet Singh was harassed. Um, it's not okay. It's 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 spread. Um, it's a concerted campaign. It's spread to journalists, women journalists, BIPOC journalists. It's not okay. And until that temperature comes down, uh we have to make sure that people can do their job safely. Your life should not be at risk risk because your constituents have elected you to represent them at any level of government. And that's what Minister Freeland had to deal with. Minister McEnnis had to deal with it before. And we're hearing more and more stories, the mayor of Calgary. Um, basically, if you ask any female politician, and probably a few male politicians yeah. as well, have they had that kind of fear? The answer is yes. And that is not okay. And the people and the leadership um, that is uh, egging that on or condoning it or not calling it out is unacceptable. And sadly, I think it's a reflection of the tone and the times. And I really hope we can get past this, grow up, and treat people and allow them to function in a safe and respectful society that Canadians largely have. Mm. Yeah,
0: and, and she is speaking now. I had the uh, Toronto Star producer and journalist, Saba Eric uh, on to talk about harassment of BIPOC journalists, uh, you know, Erica Eiffel, Rachel Gilmore, they've all been subjected, and many others. Th- those are the two maybe front most, but also politicians. Um, and it was she's speaking right now, Christian feeling about when the guy said, you're not welcome here, get out. She's from Alberta. Her family's from Alberta. Um, and she's Canadian. We're welcome anywhere. This is, Tom, is
1: there... It doesn't matter if you're not Canadian,
2: Evan. Well, I, 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 think I well think of course, Evan. I agree
0: with you. I agree with you yeah. on that.
2: Tom. I think, Evan, that, that one of the things that should be borne in mind here is that this is a new era that we're living in. Not yep. only has he gone on TikTok, but he gave an interview out west to the TAI, you know, a very respected yep. online paper in BC, where he explained all of his conspiracy theories. So there is something sublimely Canadian, but naively Canadian, in having your deputy prime minister... Announcing a public event. I'm going to the City Hall to meet with Mayor Jackie Clayton. And on the way out, you know there's somebody who's going to try to make a show out of this because it was recorded by not one, but by two cameras. So that's what it was. They were putting together a show. It's Andy Warhol. It's their 15 minutes of fame. And I I was a cabinet minister for several years in Quebec City, and I can tell you that for over 40 years, cabinet ministers in Quebec City have systematically had a driver bodyguard who is armed. And it is something that people know about, so maybe there's a little bit less of a temptation to get that way with a minister. But I still can't believe that the deputy prime minister of a g7 country christia freeland was left with three young staffers who looked this who looked really terrified when this was happening she stood there and she 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 walked calmly and she reacted you know just as she would to any citizen but you realize that we have this wonderful naivete that we think the bad things don't happen mm. here they do Okay, um, real quick,
0: Tom, I'm going to stick with you, uh, because this is important. The chance of Germany was here. Obviously, yep. the Europeans are getting squeezed by the Russians. They're having a major fu- uh, uh, fuel crisis. Actually, the fact that Germany is not relaunching their nuclear energy program in a significant way baffles me. The U.K. has got like 18% inflation, and their bills are going up 80%. Um, is, is there a Quebec LNG, liquefied natural gas project, that is like on zombie alert because it keeps dying and then getting up and walking
2: again? <laughs> And Pierre Fitzgibbon, the minister in charge of these issues here in Quebec, has been telling people on background that if Legault gets back in, he's going to bring that project back. It's called Energy Saguenay. It's a massive LNG play up the Saguenay River, $14 billion project to, you know, to liquefy natural gas that would come in from out west. It was originally intended to go to Germany. But Quebec put the kibosh on it, and then the feds did. But Trudeau got questions on it today at his press conference, and he started doing the back crawl. He wasn't going to be pushed into a corner, one, because there's a Quebec election, and two, because he knows that this might actually come back in. So keep an eye on this one. Energy, Sagney, it's going to be a huge discussion in the next few weeks.
0: Uh, Can you... Susan, just anything on that? I, these, these seem like yes. we lost We lost our window on becoming an elegy superpower. The U.S. actually snatched it. Is it too late to get back in the game?
1: Well, I think we dragged our heels and, and could have gotten things done and we didn't. But I do think there's an opportunity here, and, and this story doesn't surprise me. I know that the government of Canada, the Department of Finance, is looking at what every possible opportunity could be to help both our German and our European colleagues. I had heard, and this jives with what I've been hearing for several months, that the Quebec Premier is open to things he didn't used to be open to before when it came to LNG and helping Europe. I suspect his, his French uh, colleagues and friends in France have been leaning hard on Quebec to do its part. Right. So this does not surprise me. Uh, and and I think it's the, it's the job of the Prime Minister and Premiers and people involved in these kinds of situations to mm. be able to be nimble, when global, right. c- when circumstances change, just because uh, somebody said something based on a set of circumstances, oh, yeah, guess what? There's a significant war and Europe's going to freeze. I think we have to be able right. to potentially take a okay. step back and reevaluate. We
0: we only have two trillion cubic meters of gas in Western Canada. That's it. Uh, Tim, Tom, Susan, great to have the three of you inside the war room. We do Bye, have Evan. to take a break. Bye, Thanks Bye, for Tom. that. Great to have you Thanks. all.